You got to leave it all, leave it all, leave it all on the line. Hey Seacasters, I'm your host, Christy Swadling, and welcome to Yo Balance Co. We'll be talking about everything to do with health, fitness, well-being, and the power of your thoughts in the mind. So listen up, tune in, and let's grow together. This episode is Close to Heart, where Drew Brower and myself speak about our experiences with mental health. Drew is founder of such a positive movement called Kick On Charity. I ask questions and get advice from a man's perspective on how us as women can support our partners or male loved ones who may be going through any mental health issues. Hello, Drew, and welcome to Yo Balance Co. Hey, Christy. Thank you for having me. My pleasure. No, thanks for coming on board. So I feel like it wasn't long ago I was literally watching you on reality TV and now you're on my podcast. So that is exciting. Oh, yeah. I hope I'm a a bit more entertaining in real life. (laughs) Yeah, no. For um, those at home who are listening, Drew was actually on the recent like series with Married at First Sight. Yeah, don't judge me. So 2020, yes. Don't judge me on that. No, no. Um, could you actually give us a recap about your backstory and what has actually led you to start the movement Kick On Charity? So that's what we're here to talk about on this podcast. Yeah, so, you know, before before all this mass ordeal, um, I used to be a real person. And, yeah, look, I, I grew up in a, a tiny country town called Tara, which is, which is where I'm at again now for the isolation and grew up on a sheep and cattle property. It's literally in the middle of nowhere, about 400 k's west of Brisbane, so... Had a really, really lucky upbringing, you know, on, with, um, you know, with all the animals around on the farm and actually wanted to be a shearer when I was younger. Um, <laughs> but basically, I did, uh, I did an electrical apprenticeship through Ergon Energy and ended up becoming a, a high-voltage electrician and a linesman and moving up to Thursday Island in the middle of the Torres Straits. And I lived up there for four years before I ended up going back to Cairns. And um, that's, that's where I still live now. Beautiful city. Basically, from Kansas, I started doing fly-and-fly-out work um, on the gas yeah. gas fields, which is, you know, we talked the other day, Christy, and you said that your partner mm. is fly as well. Yeah. Well, he actually is in the mines. So he um, doesn't fly out, but he has four days on and four days off. So for me, that is already hard, and he's still – he's not actually flying out. He's still actually coming home. Yeah. So – I can understand just from having four days on with his crazy, crazy hours and what it does to his mental state and what it would do to actual fly in, fly out. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's very similar. I think it's it's just the fact that you're you're separated from everybody. So I did I did mm. about three years in the FIFO industry, um, and I was actually engaged to be married, and I got about eight weeks out from my wedding and. My ex-fiance at the time decided that she didn't want to go through with the wedding, and it just she called it off. And it just, I think. Was that because of your career and having to be so like far away, like distance? No, I don't. I, I think it was, it was a number of different things. It wasn't, nothing, yeah. nothing bad had happened, but she had struggled with her mental health quite a bit. Um, yeah. And I basically, I, I didn't understand it at the time. I was, I was pretty, pretty focused on myself and, and, you know, us building, building a future and a family and stuff like that. And, I think it really, I could have handled it a lot better. Um, and this this is all in hindsight. At that time, I just felt heartbroken and, and thought that, you know, put the victim cape on it and just thought that, you know, the most horrible thing in the world had just happened to me and I couldn't understand it. But basically, for the first time in my life, it actually gave me a bit of time to sit with myself and, and ask myself 
what I wanted from life and where I wanted to go with, you know, with, with my life and what actually made me happy. And yeah, it looked, it's, it's something that I'll forever be grateful for um, because I quit my job straight away. I started, you know, I'd always played music and I was very passionate about music. I, I became a, <laughs> I became a musician. So I quit my job, became a musician, started volunteering at all these different charities all around Cairns and, you know, like in the mental health sector, like going to the hospitals mm-hmm. and playing music for, for the sick kids in there and just, just all this amazing stuff that I'd always said that I wanted to do but never had time to or, or never, you know, mm-hmm. never put the effort in to do. And, um, yeah, I guess I, I really discovered a, a passion for mental health as well. And I just, At this point, did you ever experience anything with your own mental health or was it just to do with your ex-fiancé? Yeah, look, we all I think we all have mental health, so, you know, we all fluctuate on yeah. the scale between good and bad, and I'd had exactly, I'd had yeah. small fluctuations, you know, during my life, but but nothing nothing like this. I, I was so lucky to have, you know, all of my grandparents still. I'd never lost a family member. I I think I'd had one girlfriend, you know, one breakup before that, which I thought was the worst thing ever. But you know, in hindsight, it wasn't that As bad. Yeah, and <laughs> yeah, like we all we all go through this stuff, you know. And basically. I was a super upbeat, positive person that had just been quite lucky in his life and I'd never faced any real adversity. So this was the first time mm. that I had to go through something really, really hard and it, it just floored me. And, I, yeah, I just, I don't know, I spiralled downhill very, very quickly and, and did all the wrong things, you know. So um, I found myself in a world of hurt pretty quick. Yeah, and that kind of led you to start Kick On Charity and all these movements and everything and to start in that direction. Yeah, yeah. So I guess through volunteering at other places, like I just absolutely love what I was doing and, and helping people, but I seen a big gap in the in the system there where a lot of these other charities didn't have a cool image and they, they weren't being delivered by, by young people that I guess kids can relate to and look up to and so I just wanted to create something with a cool image that, that everyone could relate to and something very specific to each different demographic because it has to be delivered on that level. Otherwise, people aren't going to take in the information, you know? Like, yeah. Exactly. Um, so what is something that you have learnt from being on the reality TV show? <laughs> that I don't want to go on any more reality TV shows. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've had a few actually girlfriends who have been on reality TV shows and said that it's affected their mental health uh, to an extreme amount. Yeah. Look, uh, I think seriously though, I think what it, what it has taught me is is that you can't believe anything that you see on these shows. And, um, you know, from, from a dude, like, you know, I played A-grade footy for like eight years and, you know, I used to climb 14-metre power poles in the storms and, and fix, you know, fixed the power so I've been through some stuff like I had my wedding called off and all this you know since then I've lost quite a few people and and maths was still the hardest thing that I've ever been through just to put things in perspective wow you know so yeah (laughs) yeah what like what's the aftermath like when it comes to the media and everything you were saying that you've had it pretty good when it comes to media but how how do you deal with them things that negativity if you do get it yeah I think I think I was super lucky so they just, they just didn't show me a lot on maths. They also, when they did, they just didn't show my personality. So I guess people probably didn't get to see the, the, the true me and, and that's okay. Most people get that, I guess, mm-hmm. on these shows. But yeah, for me coming yeah. out, I think I was very lucky. I've, I've only had, I think I've had four, four bad messages, like four actual trolls. 
and one of them was wow. before I even went on the show. So. super lucky (laughs) that is amazing because that usually doesn't happen but I guess with reality TV and these you know this type of media what they want is drama and you just you know you weren't giving them much of that drama like I said you were actually my favourite person on maths because you just seem like the most genuine real person there I'm someone who I I struggle to relate with um, people on reality TV because there's just so much drama and so much nonsense that happens where I literally just get exhausted watching and listening to what they think think about so I could really relate with you in the sense where you were just like so real and down to earth and like you said you know the second day you're on there you're like what am I doing yeah I just felt like a fish out of water and I'm like you know to date I think that was the silliest thing that I've ever done is going on maths without watching an episode before and you know I don't I don't want to I don't want to say that I've peaked early you know there might be more silly things to come but it was yeah definitely the case so far so yeah, yeah. So, um, with this episode, I really want to focus on giving advice and supporting. Well, um, giving advice for women who want to support either like their partner or a man that they know who could be going through some form of a mental illness or even you know showing symptoms and signs. So for the woman listening, what is some advice you could give them to help get their partners or male loved ones to open up more? Because like we know that as men it can be quite a like an embarrassing topic for them because you know men they think they have to portray this alpha male I know my boyfriend especially like they think that emotions and speaking about their mental health is a sign of weakness when it so isn't you know it's 2020 that is like so 2010 to think that like mental health should be embarrassing topic but unfortunately there are definitely men out there who feel as though they need to act tough and you know be alpha so as women what can we do to make it a safe place for you guys to open up and to talk about your emotions and feelings. Yeah, look, Chrissy, I think that's such such an important point, you know, like this toxic masculinity that's getting around and more men need to step up and, and take ownership of that and really be great role models for other men and just show vulnerability. And I think, um, you know, I'm trying to do that as much as I can and there's, there's a lot of people that are, which is really cool. But I think I think on that, on that note, it's... Men, men and women are obviously very different, but in in this sense, it's it's kind of the same. Like, I feel like whether you want to talk to, you know, I use this all the time, whether, I, whether I'm talking to a man or a woman, but it's I'll share something very vulnerable and personal about myself and to start it off. So what that does is gives the other mm. person permission to do the same and it makes them feel comfortable, you know, because you've already opened up. And you've um, you've let your guard down, and you know let let this person into something that's you know could potentially hurt you, or, or you know is yeah is is something that you might keep away from a lot of other people. So you build up that trust, and I think everybody mm. everybody needs trust and and to feel comfortable, and you know I guess I don't know. It's just when you and and when your man does do something like this, and it, it's. It's about rewarding them, you know. We, we're quite simple creatures, you know. So if, if we do something <laughs> like this, even like baby steps, you know. Good just, job. Yeah, 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 good boy, you know. Here's, yeah. here's a pat on yeah. the back or something. But 
but being really supportive. No, but honestly, yeah, the reward system, it does work in so many areas of your life and especially even when you do talk about your mental health. You know, if I do have a male friend and they do open up a bit, later on I will actually go to them and be like, look, listen, that was really cool. Like I like how you were super vulnerable and you told me that. Like you don't understand how much that's mean to me that I I, I mean that much to you where you can open up. Yeah. You know, making them aware that you really respect what they did is something that they can look back on and be like, oh, okay, cool. Like, she didn't think that I was a pussy. No. You know, she actually thought that was kind of cool. And even throwing it the other way, like saying, you know, that that is – and reinforcing that fact that, wow, that, that is so strong that you, you feel like you can you can talk to me about that. And a lot, exactly. of, a lot of people find that hard, you know, and it's – you're like, I love that about you. Do you know what I mean? Using things that are like, wow, that is, like you said, like that is so strong. Yeah, and, you know, thank you for trusting me with that information because mm. a lot of men, a lot of guys will go through their lives without telling anybody anything, you know. Like it's, you know, people, everyone, everybody's been through their own their own dark times and they've got their own demons. But, yeah, God, I don't know. Girls, girls are just a lot better at, at talking about things and, and it's, I think that's we're very emotional creatures. Like I feel like naturally we just talk about how we're feeling and we also we have our girlfriends where we talk about that as well. So it's just it's constantly a normal thing for us to do. And as men, you know, you're more logical logically thinkers. So you there's a problem and you try to solve it. You don't really try to voice it. And as women, we're emotional and that's all we want to do is we just want to talk about it. Yeah. And it's about balancing the two out, you know, trying to solve it on your own but also allowing yourself to open up and realizing that you are not alone and you don't have to do it alone ever no that's the that's the thing and that's what relationships are all about whether it's uh a, a partner you know you, with your partner or with your friends and you want to feel comfortable that you can share anything and it's it's just about building that trust like you know you get them to share a little bit and then you don't use that against them and you don't judge them on that and you know, you, the reward system, you say, thank you so much. And, you know, I really appreciate that. And you build that confidence and, and trust through that way, I, I found is the best way, you know. No, exactly, exactly. So from a man's perspective, what are some things for like us women to avoid when we're trying to get you to open up? Hmm. I think, I, don't, I, don't, I think judgment is, again, is a big one. And that's, yeah. Same thing. It's with with anybody. This is one true fits all. But judgment, I mm. guess. Um, you know, trying not to be or pity or anything like that. Yeah. Because I feel as though if you if if you open up with your emotions and someone kind of pities you and you know puts you down in some sense and oh you know I feel for you like it it does make you feel like a little bit small and, and weak. Like you don't want anyone to pity you, but you want them to understand and to be there. So really just coming from a place of understanding and empathy rather than, oh, like I feel sorry for you. Yeah. So nobody, you don't want to be condescending in any way. And I, I, yeah. think, I think another big thing too is, is really trying not to let your emotions get involved. So, you know, especially, especially if you're a super empathetic person or, you know, like you said, um, women tend to be mm. more emotional than men. It, it can be hard, like, if to remove yourself from the situation so you can see it from a different perspective and, and that's when you can actually mm. help because if you're both upset, then nothing is, you know, it's not going to help anything. So trying to yeah. trying to remove your emotions and, and reactions to what they're saying and trying to trying to see it from different points of view. And, and again, this is exactly the same when, 
a man is trying to talk to a woman as well. It, it's trying to get out of your own um, ideologies and, and perspective and, and trying to put yourself in the other person's shoes. Yeah, exactly. And going back on, you know, reaction at the right time. For me, talking from experience, I'm someone who, if someone ever comes up to me with they want support or advice, I always think that you have to have the perfect answer straight away. But sometimes you don't, you don't need to have the answer straight away. And sometimes sitting back, reflecting and going back to that person, going back to your partner with the answers later on is what's best. So it's not really expecting to have the answer straight up. Um, or having the answer in the heat of the moment. You know, if you're arguing and your partner um, talks about their emotion, talks about what's bothering them, either with your guy's relationship or something to do with work or something to do with his own mental health, sometimes when you are in the heat of the moment and you're in an argument, you're not thinking from a calm state of mind and you're not going to give the best advice and sometimes what you say is going to come off a bit offensive in that way. So just always remembering that your best state of mind is when you're calm and going back to that person later on, not expecting to have all the answers straight up. Yeah, and look, you, you don't even have like you don't even have to have any answers. You can just be a sounding board. You can just listen, and that helps. Like talking about a problem or an emotion or a feeling that you're having is half half the battle mm. done. You know, so none of most of us aren't therapists. Like I'm not a therapist. I'm not a psychologist. But it's it's very helpful if you just sit there and listen and just say, be honest. Say, look, I, I actually don't know the answer to this problem or. I don't know how to help, but I support mm. you and we can go find the help together if we need to, you know. so. Mm. Mm. Just thinking about it now, whilst you were in that flying fly out, you would have had a lot of alone time from your family and from your loved ones. What are like things that you would do to kind of cope and to deal with your own mental health in your own head? Yeah, so FIFO, the, I, I should say this too, that the FIFO industry for me was, it was a very positive thing at the start and it was, you know, I was yeah. making lots of money and I had a goal and I was working towards that and I was working out and eating good and, you know, doing all these amazing things and it was, it was great. I had a great time. I loved who I worked with and I loved my job and, you know, everything was, was awesome in, because I was in a good headspace and when, when things did flip, it, it just changed so quickly and, I think, you know, I stopped working out. I stopped talking to my friends at work. I stopped. I just isolated myself. I stopped eating good. I just go back to my room. And it was, that's why I spiraled, spiraled down so quickly. And I hit rock bottom very, very quickly. And it was just, it was horrible, you know. So the best mm. things, and, you know, this is what I, I try and tell people. And we actually did, you know, through my charity, Kick On, we actually did a FIFO mental health tour where we went out to gas and mining camps and we, we talked about these kind of things and it's, you got to talk. You have to talk to people and just, it's, it's such a weight off your shoulders. Like if, if you've got something weighing you down, just, just to even say it, it's like half yeah. the weight gone. You know, a problem shared is a problem halved. I like to say, and yeah. exercise mm-hmm. and diet is massive. So, and sleep, you know, if, if you're not, mm. if you're not eating right and you're not exercising, and something bad has happened or you've got a problem or, you know, you just, you're currently replaying some scene in your head and, and you're not sleeping, it's a recipe for disaster yeah. and you're going nowhere yeah. good. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, like I've dealt with my own mental health issues and opening up and talking to someone about it was definitely the first step. And like you said, it's literally just like a huge weight 
off your shoulders and making it a safe place for your partner, your spouse or a friend to do that is something that is so important. But moving on to the next step in and how to support them, something that I personally feel like is super important is to not tell someone how they should feel. You know, like if someone is having a hard time, don't be like, oh, you know, be happy, you know, you've got a great family, you've got great, you know, great things happening, you've got a great job, you're right, man, like you're okay, you got this. Don't tell them how to feel. Actually just be there to listen. You know, I've I've had very um, traumatic experiences opening up with people and all they did was just talk, 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 talk the whole time and they just kind of forced me and told me how I should feel and kind of manipulated me in a sense to be happy when really they didn't even make it, they didn't even hear what I had to say and they had no idea why I was feeling these certain emotions at all. So when it does come down to being that person for support, the main thing is to just actually listen. Yeah, and it's it's fine to, to point out positives in people's life and, and say, you know, bring up, up things that, that are still good yeah. and see make people see from the other side of the fence. But, yeah, look, it's you get, you got to let them be in that moment for a little bit and just, you know, say, yeah, that's cool, man. Oh, that does suck. Yeah, I would feel shit too. Yeah. You know, like that it's I yeah. say all, that all the time and I, I think about their situation and I go, yeah, that would be hard. Like, I would feel yeah. down as well. But that's cool. Like, let's- yeah, understand them and empathy. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, it's, it's nothing worse when you you become vulnerable and you open up to someone and they they don't see where you come from and they shut you down. That sense, it can be a huge relief when people understand where you're coming from. Yeah, and it's the whole the whole thing with you know, there's a lot of different types of listening. Are you are you listening to respond? So you're sitting there, you're listening to a story and you go, okay, yep, I know what I'm going to say and you're just waiting mm. for the person to stop talking so you can talk mm. or you, are you actually listening to what they're saying and really taking it in and, and thinking about mm. where that's coming from and, and that's, you know, that's, that's real listening where you, you actually sit in it for a bit and you're like, you really hear what the person's saying. You don't always have to have an answer, you know, like that, it's not about yeah. that. We're not, we're not all professionals. It's about listening. Exactly. That's a trait that I find so attractive in people is when they generally listen and they're not listening to respond. Like, honestly, next time you go out, whether it's to a club or an event or with a big group of people, just sit back and watch. It's honestly crazy how many people are only there to just voice their own opinion and to respond it's like sometimes conversations don't even flow it's just story after story after story yeah I I remember me and my best friend Irma we actually went to an event and we you know we kind of laughed about it and we're like okay let's actually sit back and count if anyone does actually like um add on to our story and listen to what we're saying or if they're just moving to their own story you know oh yeah when this happened to me and this happened to me and oh when that happened to me be someone and make the habits now to actually listen to people not only when they're talking about their mental health but anything be that person where you're a good listener because it's honestly so attractive and it does make the person on the other end feel so good whether they are talking about their mental health and open up or they're just talking about what they ate for breakfast or what they did at work be that person create the habit now where you are a good listener yeah it's it's definitely a lost art form like i find that a lot and it's it's frustrating when when you do when you do know what to look for and then you you're having a conversation with somebody and it's just 
then you could have this conversation without me. Like, <laughs> why am I even here, you know? Like, <laughs> just get a mirror there. That yeah, exactly. Just hold the mirror and- up. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it honestly, yeah. And especially um, for me personally in the influencer world, it can be hard because um, when you have a lot going on, you have a lot to say. And a lot of people that I do meet, they also have a lot to say. But sometimes, you know, I actually got my cards read. Wow. It was crazy. I got my cards read and I'm someone who I've never really believed in anything like that. But I got my cards read and she was saying, um, you know, think of something that you want me to bring up. And I thought of my relationship and my business. And one of the cards that she pulled out, she pulled out four. And one of them really resonated with me in the sense of it was about my business. And she was saying, look, I feel like you're someone who you you do, you like to talk. But this is actually a time for you not to be an educator, but to listen and to learn. And I was like, oh my God, like that is, that's, you know, crazy because I am someone who I've always loved to speak and I am someone who I do like to help people. I like to educate people. But life is about, you know, realizing that you go through different levels, you go through different phases and you don't always have to be the talker. Sometimes just listen and to be there for other people and to learn, you know, this is, it could be a time for you to learn and just acknowledge that and realize that, you know, some people, they just want to be heard and maybe this is your time to just sit back and listen. That's a beautiful thing, you know. I, I just, you can't you can't learn while you're talking, can you? So when, when somebody else hey, is talking yeah. and you're actually listening, you, you can learn, and you can learn something off everybody. Like everyone knows something that you don't. So, yeah, I don't know. Listening is a really good skill that, that we all need to, you know, we all need to put more energy into. So that's, that's really cool that you got something positive out of, out of your card reader. I had a, um, yeah. a celebrity uh, fortune teller or something hit me up in my inbox the other day and give me a reading. It was pretty funny. <laughs> really? What happened there? Do you have a cool story? Uh, she said, oh, would stories. you be open to me reading your, um, you know, I'm a celebrity medium. I was like, okay. It's funny Did that- you do it? Yeah, look, I said, look, I don't believe in, in that, but I have an open mind and I will happily yeah, let I'm you try same. and convince me. Um, yeah. It's funny that the medium, you know, the, the, it only comes through for celebrities. Though. I thought that was a bit weird. <laughs> anyway. what? Is, so she does celebrities? Yeah. Apparently. Is that what she was saying? Oh, yeah. Look, she can Google anything about you, honey. Yeah, look, I'm, I'm still not convinced. <laughs> but, you know, I appreciated, I appreciated all the time and effort that she went to, to writing it out, so. Uh, it's very, very generic. <laughs> I could have believed it if, if I wanted to, but yeah, it's like. That's what it, it definitely does come come down to that. If you go, like I went in there with like an open, I actually kind of went in there with like, this isn't going to work. Like I'm very science, science-based. Practical, I'm yeah. someone who I do believe in energy and I do believe in like law of attraction and the power of now. I'm all for it, yep. but very like scientific, like back kind of things and when you know people try to tell me about my star sign or to tell me that they can feel certain energy and read my future I'm always super skeptical on it but I did go in there and I was like okay cool like like, you know I went in there with an open mind and she did actually tell me like this is me being super transparent she did actually tell me things that I've only told my best friend and I was like oh okay like you know not not to the T but she has um mentioned things that we're down that down that area and made sense if that makes sense. Yeah, d- yeah, definitely. but it was. I was like, wow. Look, I've got oh, I've got oh. friends that swear by them, and they're like, no, you have to come with me to a, a real one. I've got this this lady, or you know, she she'll blow your mind. So mm. I'm still going to do that at some stage. But yeah, I'm I'm a bit. All of the ones I see, it's like, oh, 
you're going to have to make a hard decision soon and, you know, you like your alone time but you need uh, to get out. It's, it's just so generic. You're uh, like, yeah, whatever. Anyone can be <laughs> like that though. Yeah. See, so, like, honestly, you haven't seen the right one. Yeah. You haven't. Oh, my God. Even though I've only ever seen one in my life. <laughs> oh, my God. I do have to make a big decision soon. That's crazy. Yeah. Uh, that must be it. It's just something that everyone most likely has to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Make huge decisions. But so no going offense, back to yeah. um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going back to mental health, for for me personally, um, when you get in that rut of mental health, it's kind of like you don't just go from one end to the other. You don't just go, okay, cool, I want to change and you change. It's more of like a process. It's something, it's about, you know, implementing certain habits every single day that are going to make you feel better and think better. So for you, what are things that you do, whether it's habits, rituals, routines that you try to implement every single day for your well-being and overall happiness? Yeah, look, I think that's so important that you said that. It, it can take time, you know, to, to do these things. Exactly. And it's sometimes if we find ourselves in a depressed state, you know, it could be situational, like most of the time it is, like you could be going through a breakup or you lost your job or something bad's happened, like something that could be totally out of your control. Um, but most of the time it's, it's probably because of choices that we've made and we've led ourselves down a path and ended up in a, a shit spot basically. So, yeah, look, I'm, I'm a big fan of, of not trying to make huge drastic changes because they're not sustainable. So, you know, going on these crazy fad diets to try and, you know, where you cut out sugar and coffee and all of the good stuff out of your life and then you're miserable Torpedo. for two weeks. Oh yeah, you're miserable for two weeks oh, and then you bounce back insane. and put all your weight back on. You need to make yeah. small sustainable changes, always taking small steps in the right direction. So, you know, I, I try – and I'm not like a food Nazi or anything like that. Like I'll eat what I want, but I try to eat fresh. I try to eat mm. unprocessed foods as much as I can. I try to stay away from sugar. Again, as much as I can, I'll still go and smash a pizza on the weekend or or whatever, you know. Have Balance. Yeah, have yeah. a chocolate. It's all about balance, you know. And that's, yeah. you know, I try to do, I try to exercise every day. And this is, you know, it, it doesn't have to be a huge workout, but if you're feeling down and crap and you've had a bad day or a bad week it's the best thing that you can do and the results are immediate like you could be sitting here just absolutely miserable and you've had a terrible day for whatever's gone wrong and you could be half an hour away from feeling really good like literally a walk Mm. around the block or you know you don't have to be into the gym or doing zumba or crossfit or something you know like you could literally just walk around the road for half an hour and put your phone down and you will come back feeling amazing. Your problems might like be still it's so. There. It's it's so you know okay to feel shit. It's so okay to be sad. Acknowledge that. Cry. Do whatever you need to do. But afterwards, make the steps into feeling better. Like you said, you know, make them steps. You you could be half an hour half an hour away from feeling okay. You can either dwell in it and you know eat your emotions away, or go complain to someone, um, or you could go meditate, you could go walk and you could debrief and de-stress and do things that are going to make you feel better. You have the choice. You can either help things that are going to give you value or you're going to feed that negative emotion and that negative feeling. That's it. And the things, you know, the things that we don't do are choices that we are making. So, and you you don't have to know everything. You don't have to be a fitness guru or, you know, we can research Mm. this stuff. So, how many hours do, do people spend in front of the TV watching 
terrible shows like Maths <laughs> or, you know. Yeah, exactly, when, exactly. And there's nothing wrong with having some downtime with, you know, some mind-numbing TV. But, you know, we yeah. we have to be careful about the content that we we ingest as well, you know. Like there's yeah. so much positive content out there. We could be, you know, imagine if for this month instead of an hour or two hours every day watching whatever TV shows are on, we watch something that is inspiring and positive and teaches us about our body and our mental health and, and how to get better at both of those things. Like imagine exactly. the effect that would have after a month or two months or a year. Like, Yeah, yeah. It's about making the small implements now that are going to be beneficial in the long run. Like you're not going to feel it right away. You know, if you're adding certain habits in your day, you're obviously not going to feel much of a benefit in two days, but it does. It's about being consistent. We're all given the same opportunities. You know, I, I've i had a very like normal, normal upbringing, but I've wanted more. I've wanted to educate myself rather than like listening to music when I was younger, I'd listen to podcasts. You know, I was changing certain habits that other people would do. I would do things to serve my knowledge and to serve areas when I would want to grow. Like for fitness or health, I would do little things every single day that were going to help me and give me value on that. And it's also like we were saying before, doing little switches and um, swaps in your everyday life. For example, my girlfriend, Irma, she was going through a stage in her life where she was feeling just lost and quite down. And, you know, I was like, cool, give me a rundown of like, you know, your daily routine and um, how are you feeling at this point of the day? And she was really struggling with energy and she was finding she was having like trouble sleeping. And she slept at my my house a few a few times and I was like, look, listen, Irma, you're not going to bed until 1, 2 a.m. And she was like, yeah, I know. It's I sit there and I watch Netflix and I'll watch it to 3 a.m. and I can't get to sleep otherwise. And I go, look, honey, the reason why you can't get to sleep is because you, you're watching, you know, Netflix. Um, our, as soon as we see light, as soon as the mind sees screen, it actually activates wake and it um, gives signals to your body to actually wake up. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my God, really? I didn't know that. So she stopped actually watching Netflix at night and she started to listen to calm music. And instantly she's seen huge changes in her overall mood because she realized, okay, something I'm doing at night is actually affecting my overall days and how I feel and my energy levels. So she's just made that little swap where she goes to bed a little bit later and she isn't watching Netflix at night. You know, she's not cutting Netflix out altogether. She'll just watch it earlier within the night. It's not about making huge drastic changes and having that all or nothing attitude. Like, you know, you don't need to be someone who meditates right before bed and puts incense and candles and water waterfall music, but just know that, okay, cool, I'm going to try to get to bed a little bit earlier and lessen my screen time. Yeah. You know, you don't need to say yes, no, and black and white and have that all or nothing attitude, but just small changes and implement things that are going to help you feel better, live better, eat better, do things for your overall well-being. Yeah, small steps in the right direction will get you to your destination. And, you know, we, we all get the same amount of hours in a day. So, you know, we we make choices on, on what we do with them and you don't have to do what everybody else is doing. Like mm. don't worry about the society's norms and I don't know, there's, there's just so many different ways to be healthy too. Like find a way that, that fits your lifestyle and, and that, that fits your personality. Like 
we, we can't mm. all go to the gym. Not all everyone likes the gym. Um, we can't mm. all do yoga and meditation, but just find, try all these different things. Get outside of your comfort zone, try some new stuff, and just make a few small mm. changes each week, and you will be amazed where you could end up within a year or, or two years. Like a year or two isn't long, but we've been in isolation for half a year. <laughs> But oh my god! Imagine where you could be in, in a year, you know, if you just made a small change each each couple of days. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. And like you were saying, um, make the steps to feeling healthy, and healthy looks different for everyone. For me, healthy is actually happiness. I define health through happiness. Um, society has led us to believe that health is about diet and looking a certain way, when that's actually not the case. Health is about feeling a certain way you know I define my health through feeling and I do things every day now to make me feel happy I've been that person who I'd go to the gym six days a week I'd have a super strict diet I'd have a to-do list I'd have a strict routine I'd meditate every day and I was actually feeling quite stressed I was lacking in a lot of areas like freedom and I just I felt quite trapped with this very strict way of living and it isn't until I started to understand that just because I have read in an article or my favorite influencer has said that this works for her. doesn't mean it's going to work for me. So after years of obviously trial and error, I've started to realize that health, my my idea of health and happiness actually, it, it does, it changes, it, it, it shifts from where I'm at mentally, where I am emotionally, who I'm spending my time with. Um, how much workload I have, you know, these are things that you do need to take into consideration when you're planning your perfect routine and your perfect day and your perfect life. It it comes down to obviously doing things that are going to create happiness, yeah. not just health, but happiness and realizing that this does change every so often. It's all about what season you're in as an individual. Yeah. And look, happiness, happiness is is it. Happiness is the end game. That's what we're all shooting for. So exactly, whether it's yeah. you know you, you think no no I don't want happiness I'm you know I'm, I'm career driven or I'm this or, Every, everything yeah, yeah. leads back to happiness. All right, so that's that's what we're all exactly. we're very you know pleasure driven um, beings. You know, so that's what mm. it is. And just realizing that there's all these different aspects, and you know, it, there's no good having a mad six pack if you haven't got a six pack on your heart and your brain as well. You know, it, it means nothing. So. There's a lot of very exactly. unhappy, uh, unhappy, unhealthy people out there that look good in swimmers. Oh, so. I could marry you. I love that, <laughs> like not not a six-pack on your stomach but no six-pack in your heart. That was the best. I need that tattooed somewhere. And it, yeah, well, yeah I, should, I should write that down. Remind me because I'll forget. <laughs> but look, it's I'll just, write it down for you. And it's, I don't know, it's, we, we shouldn't put this pressure on ourselves to look a certain way. Like it is good to be healthy and – it's 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 good to have a healthy lifestyle and work out and eat good food, but it doesn't matter if you're as ripped up as the dude or, or chick in the magazine or or what they mm. look like on their Instagram. More importantly, because that's just a highlight reel, you know. Like that's the best of the best. Exactly. And just just I just want everybody to know that they are worth investing this time in themselves. Like we invest so much time in in other things that matter. Like, and we invest our time in other people and our jobs and all this stuff, but mm. we have to, we're worth investing the time in ourselves. And when you do that, everything else gets better anyway. So, you know. Exactly. Like what we were saying before, you know, 
you doing this fly in, fly out, it it got to a point where it was quite lonely and we understand that other people, they definitely do, um, they add on to our happiness, but you have to first focus on your happiness and being okay as an individual, having that self-love. And that's when you find others to mesh with you and to vibe with you, whether that's best friends, a partner. You can't expect them people to come into your life and love you if you don't even love yourself. So that's the main thing to focus on and, you know, fo- like finding who you are before you bother about finding anyone else. Yeah. But like I am first, I'm a hand on heart saying first to say it that other people are what are, is what's going to help you reach that new level of happiness. You know, you can definitely – um, create your own life and your own happiness, but other people is what is going to help you find joy and find love and find other emotions that you can't actually find on your own. Yeah, and, you know, like a vibe attracts vibe, like attracts like. So if, if you're doing good things and you're a positive person and, you know, you're going to attract those people. And if, if you're caught in the wrong crowd, break away from them and make these Exactly, and yes. See the difference that it makes and, don't put the pressure on yourself to find somebody in it. Like, oh, why don't I have somebody right now? And, like, I get these messages and comments all the time, like, oh, you must be so heartbroken, you know, because you're single now. I'm like, there's nothing wrong with being single. Like, just exactly. be happy with yourself and then other people will come. And it's like, don't don't go looking for it. <laughs> it's like, Don't go shopping when yeah. you're hungry. Mm-hmm. Don't go looking for yeah. a partner when you're, like, desperate for somebody because you'll end up taking the shit yeah. off the bottom shelf that you don't need. Exactly. You in the and then, you know, you're closing all these other doors. You know, if you're getting into like a relationship that you're not fully fulfilled with or a toxic relationship, you're actually closing a door there where someone else could be coming in, someone better and someone who is going to um, fulfill you that little bit more and, you know, do things that you're this partner that you're with isn't going to do. If you're just resulting to what you have right now, you're closing that door. Rather than putting all this energy into a relationship that you don't really want, put this energy to you and your future self and your future relationship. You know, leave that door open and don't, like you said, don't go looking for it. We don't need other people to be happy. No, you don't. You know, these, but it does. It does yeah. make it makes things better. You know, like when you find that that special person, it's it makes everything better. But you you shouldn't be holding on to that. Like oh, I need this thing. You know, it's. It'll never happen that way. And, you know, if you are with somebody that, and it's, it's not quite right and, and you're not happy, get it, get out of it. Like you're not – if you think yeah. you're, you're not doing it because you're not hurting the other person, all you're doing is you're, you're holding them back from finding the right person as well. So Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So my last question is something that I ask everyone who comes on board Yo Balance Co. So it is what does Yo Balance look like to you? <laughs> yeah, it's – it's so interesting because it's such a, a contrasting dynamic that I've kind of got going on be- between being a musician, like in a band, and then running a mental health charity. You know, it's they're very, very different things, and I feel so lucky to have found both of them because I absolutely love both of them. And I don't know, it keeps keeps me very grounded, and I just I feel so grateful that I could go through all of the things that that I've been through to to get me to this stage and. You know, it's it's just a balance between work and play and having fun and yeah. um, being creative and but then giving yeah. back as well, you know. Like there's such a, a huge power in, in giving back to people. So, yeah. Exactly. 
I love that. I love that. So if anyone did want to support Kick On Charity or find your socials, where where do they head? Yeah, so you can head to Kick On Charity on Instagram or um, www.kickon.com.au. Um, a big part of what we like, we do a lot of different mental health initiatives with schools and FIFO community and all different kinds of things. But basically what we do, we have a clothing label um, and this is how we help fund a lot of these things. But it also looks looks rad anyway. I'll, I'll send you something, Christy. But it's, um, it's how we create support networks and communities so people can see a kick-on shirt or a kick-on pair of pants or a water bottle and feel comfortable to come up and start a conversation and say, hey, I'm not doing so good or, you know, it's, it's just really about creating that support network. So, yeah, check it out. Get on board. You and I'll be sending my address through to you so I can get them uh, <laughs> yeah. samples. Thank you, that merchandise. No, <laughs> no, but thank you so much, Drew, for coming on board. And thank you to my C casters for tuning in. I will see you in the next episode. Bye.